This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hi guys, welcome back to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. If anyone is new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. In honor of spring, springing this week, I thought it would be fun to do an episode on spring fashion trends um, and just get everybody excited about like what's upcoming um, spring, summer, 2023. I think a lot of you know that I went to school for fashion. I studied fashion marketing and I'm not really in that world anymore, but fashion to me is like a lifestyle. It's a hobby. Um, I try to keep up with it as best as I can. It's impossible to stay on top of everything just because there's so much out there, but I really find it interesting to see what what designers are creating, who's wearing it, runway shows, who's taken over the latest house of fashion, like Pharrell is now the new creative director for Louis Vuitton men. Um, So there's just a lot going on in the world of fashion and I just find it fun. Also like we all have to wear clothes, right? So why not enjoy it a little bit? Um, And for reference, I guess I've always been into fashion. I grew up in the age of like the Olsen twins and I was just enamored by them. I thought they were so cool. I remember they had a line at Walmart and I would have my mom take me to Walmart just so I could look at their pieces and I wanted to buy everything. And then as I started getting older, it was like, what is Miley Cyrus wearing? Hilary Duff, um, Ashley Tisdale. And then beyond that, it was like, I religiously watched E! News and Fashion Police and all the red carpets and just always wanted to know what was going on in the world of fashion um, and pop culture, really. I feel like they're both very intertwined. I remember like getting home from school when I was in like middle school, and this was way before the age of Instagram and even Facebook, really. And I would scour the internet on like Just Jared to try and find the most recent paparazzi pics of like Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez or something to see what they had been wearing on their most recent trip to like Coffee Bean. And then I would spend the rest of the night 
recreating that outfit with whatever I had in my closet. And if that meant like I needed to take this white t-shirt and cut it and take a Sharpie to it and create something different, I was doing that like 100%. I would rip out pages from magazines because this is also the age of magazine where I got 17 magazine and teen Vogue and I was like obsessed. Um, Honestly, that was kind of like a physical Pinterest board back in the day. So I was just doing it physically instead of now I just do it on a Pinterest board, but obsessed with like what everybody was wearing. I would hunt down like the one t-shirt and be like, okay, the next time I go to Urban Outfitters for spring break, like I have to find this one or like maybe my mom will let me order it. I was just so wanting to be like in on trends. And mind you guys, I grew up in a town that was voted the worst dressed city in America. So not really ideal for someone who was like a fashion girly. Like I didn't have access to anything trendy like whatsoever. So it's kind of ironic that I ended up going to fashion school. But um, from a young age, I just was very into it. But so in saying all of that, I've been in this world for a long time. It can be kind of an interesting world if you're not in it to understand like what is a trend what's going on so i thought i would explain to you guys a little bit about what a trend means how to spot like its longevity and whether it's worth investing in or not because at the end of the day when you are spending money on clothing you're investing your hard-earned dollars somewhere and in my opinion i don't think you should just throw your money away on clothes. I mean, spend your money however you want for sure. But if I can give you a little bit of backstory on why I think one thing might be a better purchase than another, I'd love to give you that perspective and just explain a little bit about how the fashion industry works and why things trend and how to know like what you want to participate in or not. And with all that being said, Fashion is subjective. It's an art form. It's a form of expression. So at the end of the day, you need to be wearing whatever the heck makes you feel really good, whether it's a trend or not, or like a mix of a billion things, you got to stay true to you. And that's the most important piece. I just wanted to touch on what you will see most prominently. Like if you walked into a Zara or an H and M or a Bloomingdale's, this is what's going to be on the floor this spring and summer. And so if you know that going into shopping, um, maybe I can help you make a little bit more of an informed decision on what you feel like you want to spend money on or not. Let's talk about what a trend even is. So trends are being forecasted like years in advance. When I was in school, we had access to trend books, um, which there's an actual job out there that you can be a trend forecaster when it comes to fashion. And they're predicting what is going to be trending years ahead of now. So like Chanel, Tom Ford, Louis Vuitton, all of them know today what their 2025 fall collection is going to be comprised of. They are so far ahead in terms of what's trending, like beyond what you and I even know, unless you have access to one of those books, which it's hard to get your hands on. It's very like must be in the know kind of thing, or it's your job. Um, and a trend can be fashion. So it can be any type of clothing, accessories, jewelry, footwear, makeup, like anything in regards to kind of like your appearance when it comes to what you're putting on your body. 
there's a ton of factors that go into what becomes a trend and why and when. But there are a couple that I thought was more important that you might want to just have in your the back of your mind when you are shopping or thinking about trends. So the first one is that demographic structure is really determinate on if a trend is going to succeed or not. Generally, trends hit with teens and young adult groups because they're just much more experimental and willing to try new things out. Um, more regularly like think about your grandma for your entire life you probably have like one image of your grandma and it's because she's always been in that age group that's kind of like more settled into their style and is less likely to hop on any sort of a trend like I think about my grandma from when I was a kid to now and it's like the same image so trends are really targeted more to that like young adult teen age range. That's not to say anybody else can't hop on a trend because you totally can. It's just that's kind of what who's being marketed and targeted towards. Uh, like I said, a lot of factors go into this. So at the time, you also need to be considering like world events that are happening, politics, economics. Are there any huge like blockbuster films that are popping off for certain reasons? Things like that really can affect what is trending. And a perfect example of this is 2020, when everybody was quarantined, what was trending? Tie-dye sweats. Because everybody was at home, people were having fun like making it themselves or getting a different collection. Um, And so everybody was basically in on the tie-dye sweat trend. As you can see today, 2023, it's not really a thing anymore. You don't walk into a Zara and see tie-dye anymore. It has come and gone with the time because of that world event. And I would beg to argue that had there not been a global pandemic, I don't think tie-dye sweats would have trended in 2020. The whole backstory behind a trend and like why it's even a thing really started back in the 14th century. And this was like a purely societal move. People wanted to demonstrate their status in society. Because a trend essentially at the end of the day is really just the idea of altering your appearance regularly. Think, you know, we change up our hair, different hairstyles trend, hair colors trend, makeup looks trend, clothing trends. And back in the day, if you were always in new clothing, it showed you had money or status at the time. Every trend is cyclical though. So what was popular back in the day is going to be popular again. It what goes around will always come back around, which is why a lot of people now are like, oh my God, Y2K is trending again? What the heck? It's not a surprise. It's the pendulum was there and now it's swung back this way. And even though a trend may take 10 plus years to come back around, it will always come back around and it might be a revamped style of that trend. Like it's not going to be copy paste, copy paste, but you will see a lot of references and nods to it. Hence, we see a lot of cargo these days, the bucket hat, um, low rise, crop top. It's all very reminiscent of Y2K, but it does have a 2023 more modern spin to it. And then I think what is most influential in terms of today's day and age is if you look at celebrity and what's going on in pop culture, celebrities are not necessarily starting the trend, 
but they are generally the first person to get access to a trend from a designer. So essentially what's happening is forecasters are predicting what's going to trend. Designers are kind of working hand in hand with that. Then it trickles down from the designer to the runway, runway to celebrity, and then celebrity to us, the people. And if you see a celebrity on a red carpet or a paparazzi pic or at an event or whatever, and it's something, they're wearing something that's different that you haven't really seen lately, that's a really good indicator of like, oh, I'm about to start seeing more of this like in a Zara because it has trickled down from whatever designer they were in. And it's not necessarily that one designer who put that idea on the map. All of the designers are kind of in on it. There's a great example in the movie Devil Wears Prada when Miranda Priestly is talking to Andy and she's talking to her about Andy thinks that she is kind of like above the fashion scene, right? She's like, I don't care about fashion. It means nothing to me. It has no impact on my life. And Miranda gives her this whole speech on how ignorant it is of her to think that the blue t-shirt that she's wearing is insignificant and didn't come from people at the top in the fashion world because it trickles down, like I had said, from the designers, to the runways, to the celebrities, to the fast fashion brands, to the people, right? And so that t-shirt she's wearing really is indicative of a larger picture that she wasn't even really aware of. And this is true for all of us. Um, If you haven't seen Devil Wears Prada, it is like one of my favorite movies ever. And it takes a lot for me to remember things from movies. I'm very much somebody who like watches a movie and then forgets it. So there's like a handful of movies that I feel I remember and Devil Wears Prada is one. And that movie thing is a a tangent for another day. I don't know why I'm going there. But anyways, that scene from that movie is really expressive of what a trend is. Some trends last longer than others. And it's kind of, I feel like I, because this has been an interest of mine for a while, I generally have a good idea when I look at something if the trend is going to have longevity to it or not. Not always, but I feel like I have a decent eye for it. So some trends, like I said, last longer than others. An example of a trend that lasted for a while was those teeny tiny bags that like Jacques Mousse put out a ton. Fendi was putting them out. Like basically all you could put in there was a key, like a car key or your house key. And that was it. Those lasted for a few years, but that's still very much a trend. And if you look now at what's trending in terms of purse purses, bags. Um, The pendulum is swinging the complete opposite way and oversized totes are going to be huge this year. And by fall, they're going to be like massive. Um, YSL has a stunningly beautiful tote out right now. It's ginormous. It's like over $4,000, but it's so pretty and it's just massive. Like I could fit my entire closet in this bag. Um, so you're really going to start seeing that oversized tote again, which again has come back around because I remember, you know, 10 years ago, I had huge bags. Those teeny bags lasted a few years, which was pretty long for a trend actually. But now if you think back to when armor, arm warmers were a trend, you know, like the little sweaters that everybody was wearing and literally was just over your arms, that trend lasted a couple months. And so 
it's interesting when you start looking at this being like, well, how do I discern where to spend money and where not to when it comes to a trend? How do I know that an arm warmer is only going to be here for a couple months versus a few years? And ultimately, I the question that I think you should ask if you're trying to figure out, should I spend money on this or not, is, is this something that is uber specific? Or is this something that I could wear multiple times and still feel good in? So, you know, those pieces that you are so excited to get and then you wear it once and you're like, okay, well now everybody's seen it and I just have no interest in wearing again. That is a trend that has a short lifespan and it's probably just going to sit in your closet. Now, there's nothing wrong with if you want to hop on a trend and only wear it once, like Again, fashion is very individual and you should do whatever you want. But in that case, would I recommend buying a designer top of whatever that trend was? Probably not. I would recommend going down to like a Zara level. And then this gets into a whole other spiel about like fast fashion and the way the world works in fashion. And that's like a whole nother topic for another day. But if you can look at just for the sake of trends and where you're spending your money, understanding, is this going to last me a long time or is this going to be here for a second and I'm going to get tired of it? That's a really good way to help you discern whether you should or shouldn't spend money on the trend. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now the other side of that is like, what is the opposite of a trend? Anything that's classic. And my personal opinion is to always invest your money in pieces that are classic and have longevity. And what are examples of that? Denim. Denim is my number one thing that I tell everybody, spend the money on the pair of denim. They will always be more flattering. They will always fit you better. They will last longer. The quality is just next level. And if you spend $350 on a pair of jeans and you take care of them, I guarantee you that those jeans will last you 10 years, if not more. Um, which makes more sense in terms of buying a pair of denim that was like $40, not necessarily going to last you long. And then you continuously are like, Oh, I need a new pair of jeans. I need a new pair of jeans. And by the time you keep spending $40 on like a cheap pair of jeans, you could have just bought the $350 pair and still had them in perfect shape. So denim is never, ever going to go out of style. The tailoring of denim might switch, you know, going from a flare to a straight, to a boot cut, to a skinny, that might swing different, but overall a good pair of denim is going to last you 
literally ages. T-shirts, a good white t-shirt is going to last forever. That is never going to be something that is trendy. You could wear a t-shirt and blue jeans for the rest of your life and it will never be out of style. Now the cut of the t-shirt might change. You might have different necklines or hems or tailoring, but at the end of the day, it's still a t-shirt. Pumps, like a black pump or a tan nude neutral pump, always a closet staple, never going to go out of style. The pointy toe, it's here. It's here to stay again, never going to go out of style. So there's things that are very much classic that you can spend the money on and it is a worthwhile investment. So now that I have tangented my way through explaining all that, let's jump into what the trends are for 2023 spring and give you an overview on my opinion of the trends and how to make it work and what I will probably be spending money on versus what I won't. Also, fashion is one of those things where it is difficult to explain over audio. Like it's very, it's a very visual medium, right? So anytime an episode requires kind of like a visual component, there will be a grid post posted to the Here For It Instagram page that you guys can go back to and reference. And so that's already been posted and you can swipe through the carousel of every trend that I'm talking about. And that is linked in the show notes as well. So anytime there's a visual component, you can expect something posted on Instagram and it'll always be linked in the show notes for you. Okay, so spring 2023 trends. They are metallics, sheer, high octane sequins, maxi skirts and specifically denim maxi skirts lace which is also being called boudoir dressing and ballet core okay what the heck does that mean i'm gonna break these down so metallics metallics you are gonna see a lot in like dresses and tops and probably pants as well but it's really this idea of like liquidy gunmetal slinky ooey goodness when it comes to like metal think sparkly but not glittery it's just something that's like shiny you're gonna see a lot of almost like latex where it's like has that iridescence to it metallics like that just a very cool cool girl vibe around that the next is sheer and this will probably be a lot of like tulle or thin thin mesh Um, and you're going to see this a lot in like big oversized dresses, tops, anything that you can like layer sheer is going to be huge. Next is high octane sequins, which they're calling it that because it's honestly just like an exorbitant amount of sequin head to toe. The entire garment is covered. It's like hello disco ball almost, um, super sparkly think almost holiday, but with spring colors instead of like reds and greens and silvers. Maxi skirts and denim maxi skirts. So think maxi skirts in terms of something that's a little bit more fitted. Don't think maxi skirt in terms of tropical vacation, super flowy. These are probably going to all be more like satin materials. They're very chic. Um, They still have some flowy movement to them. They're not like body tight or anything like that but just a little bit more controlled in structure. 
And then specifically the denim maxi skirt is like a huge one to note because denim is going to be really big this year, especially in the fall. So the pendulum in terms of denim is kind of starting with this denim maxi skirt and you're going to see it develop throughout the rest of the year and then into the fall is really when I think you're going to see the height of it. A lot of them are very low rise. I have seen a few high rise maxi skirt options in terms of the denim version, but for the most part, it seems a lot like low rise. Um, Lace, AKA boudoir detailing. They're calling it boudoir detailing because it's a nod to lingerie. I personally don't think it is so on the nose uh, in terms of like lingerie-esque. Like it's not super risque per se. It's just, you might see a satin dress and have like some lace detailing at the bottom or around the neckline. It could also be a complete overlay where the entire dress is lace. And then you're going to see, um, like the bodice underneath, which that kind of lends itself into an overlap with the sheer trend. It's kind of like a two for one. Um, it's just very soft, feminine. You're going to see it in all kinds of colors. And then ballet core, which is very literal, like pink tights, black leotard, leg warmers, um, arm warmers, ballet flats. It's very much ballet studio to the street. Okay. So these are what I consider to be like the main trends of spring 2023. You're going to see some other stuff outside of this, but I felt like this was kind of the core grouping. And if you back to the idea of this trend, not being a specific set of time, if you look back, we were starting to see nods to this earlier this year, especially now just coming out of award season. If you look back to critics choice or the Oscars or the Grammys, any of that, you are going to see most of the celebrities on those carpets were wearing at least one, if not two or three of these trends combined. Another way to look at a trend is kind of, if you think of a bell curve, like there's going to be a slow transition in, there's going to be, be a peak to the trend, and then it's going to slow transition out. Um, some of those might be longer or shorter, but that's kind of always a decent way to look at it. If you start seeing it on a red carpet or a celebrity, it's probably a good indicator that it's coming around um, because they're usually the first ones to receive samples from designers. PR houses love to get things out to them first, um, especially if it's something that is ready to wear, then they know like the consumer is going to want to wear it even more after it being on the runway to the celebrity to the department store. Um, and so if you keep an eye on pop culture celebrities, which is another hobby of mine, uh, you will see really what's going to start trending. Okay. So now that I've given the rundown, Emily, what are your thoughts on spring 2023? Yeah, I feel like kind of interesting seeing the shift from kind of one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. And it does feel very springy to me. Like a lot of these feel hard to imagine incorporating right now. And there are definitely ways to do it with things like leg warmers and stuff like that. But it just feels like such a shift. And I feel like, I don't know, what do you feel like is attain like attainable for like the everyday? 
like what do you see yourself incorporating because some of them feel like I feel like there's definitely a way to do them all but some of them do feel like a little bit more like almost like event style it definitely does feel kind of like evening or Mm -hmm. event for sure um I think the easiest ones are gonna be lace because it doesn't have to be a crazy amount of lace. Like you can get a cute little tank top and have lace steel t- detailing at the top or a bodysuit or things like that. Um, or a dress that has like a lace overlay. That's very um, easy to dress down and make casual. So I think that's a good place to start. I also think just a maxi, a maxi skirt, not dress. I mean a dress too, but specifically the maxi skirt you can pair it, you know, with a chunkier sweater as we are transitioning. Um, you can wear it with boots. You can start wearing it with flats, sandals. I think that's something that's pretty timeless that a lot of people can, um, pair with things that you probably already have in your closet, a t-shirt, a tank top. Um, you don't really have to go crazy with that. I mean, most of us, I think own some sort of black maxi skirt. I would, I would think. It's a it's what I would consider a closet staple. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and then I would next I would say sheer is probably going to be the next easiest thing to incorporate just because of layering. It's very easy to layer a pretty sheer long sleeve over a bodysuit or a tank top or a crop top or something like that, a bandeau. Um, and, and wear it with a pair of denim and sneakers, you know, like you can definitely make that casual. It doesn't have to be so out to dinner kind of thing or on a beach. Um, I feel like those are the, the three easiest, I would say in terms of what's going to be harder to style for like the average person who's not going out to recreate their entire closet every season sequins you're going to wear once and it's such a specific dress or top or whatever that it's like so memorable that it's really hard to go back from and what comes to my mind when I think of that is uh Balmain circa 2010 when Kim Kardashian was in their dresses all the time like so specific I can picture every single one her and Kanye when she got engaged to Kanye you know like all of those times that she was in Balmain it's like she wore that dress and like you can never wear it again granted I know she's Kim Kardashian but like if I wore that dress I could never wear it again how do you you even wash it truly oh dry cleaning only yeah like (laughs) Like, not happening so true I feel like that's something you like rent for an occasion 100% and also to me while most of these sequins that I've seen are very much in the pastel category, sequins also to me scream holiday. Yeah. And every year, like I love the holidays. I love being cozy. I love going home. But I get to a point where I'm like, I am ready for the holidays to be over. Like I am ready for like minimalism. Like let's put all these decorations away, like fresh air. And I feel like this is like, kind of going in that direction again and I'm like we just got out of that like I'm not ready to go back Mm -hmm. but just day to day 
I don't know that it's a smart investment towards your monies yeah. that you're spending. Mm-hmm. And then ballet core to me is like so ultra specific that it's going to get old really quick. And as someone who was once a ballerina, I see this trend and I want nothing to do with it. Like it just to me is so specific. Like I just can't imagine myself doing it. Mm -hmm. I do love like the one place I feel like I appreciate it is like in athletic wear, like the nod to it. I feel like we'll see with like the long sleeve, like kind of like overlay tops and stuff like I feel like there's ways to do it there, but in your day today, I don't know. That's a great point. Athletic wear, it definitely fits. It's just not my vibe. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even the ballet flats to me is tricky. Like I'm a loafer person. Like the menswear <laughs> like things are like easier for me to adapt. And I do love mixing. Like, I feel like you could wear a pretty sheer cami dress with, like, a blazer over it. And, like, to yeah. me, I'd be like, okay, like, I can do that. But it is kind of hard leaning so in one direction. I agree. I do appreciate that we are kind of transitioning out of the menswear a little bit. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like, I have blazers. I have boyfriend jeans. I have all that stuff. And I'll continue to wear some of it. That stuff's not gone, by the way. Like, that stuff you can totally still wear. Yeah. Um. But it is nice to just put on a dress sometimes and be like, I feel really feminine and pretty and flowy Mm -hmm. as I'm wearing this. And I feel like this is kind of bringing that back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what do you think of the denim maxi? Okay. I love that denim is a trend for this Mm -hmm. year. I am a big denim girl. I have more pairs of jeans than anyone really needs. And I keep buying them because – uh, to me, denim is something – it's just – if you find good-fitting denim, yeah. buy it. That's an investment. That's, so I love a good like d- pair of pants, denim pants with a denim shirt or denim coat or oversized, and this is still where like menswear comes into play. But like I'm seeing you know, a pair of boyfriend jeans, a lace or sheer top, and like a denim coat. Like how mm-hmm. cute. You're mixing things. It's still – dressed up you could throw on heels with it you could throw on a pair of nikes like cute cute outfit somebody's gonna slay in that right Mm. this denim skirt to me is not that and it's not even a high-rise denim skirt it's a low rise (laughs) like the high rise with like like you could do that very like scandinavian like a fitted turtleneck tucked into it cute belt you can do it but the low rise I still think even if it was high rise, I don't I don't think I'd be on board. My opinions also stem from is it a good way to spend your money or not? Because I don't think you should just be throwing away your money on things that you're not gonna get use out of. Um so that there is thought behind my opinions, but I also just think it's just not a trend that's gonna be here for a long time. Or Yeah, and I also feel like it's not even like comfortable. Like there's not you definitely can't walk upstairs in that. No. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you really love it, then you'll be able to pull it off and like make it work. But it's like if you're kind of begrudgingly trying to do it, then just don't. Yeah. And then metallics. 
So I will say I feel maybe the most excited about the metallic. I think it's just so interesting and it's something we haven't seen in a while. So I feel like I can see myself buying some pieces, but the reason I'm hesitant is only because it feels hard to wear during the day, but definitely for like a dinner, an event, anything like that, this is a great option um, for sure. And I will say, for the most part, I feel pretty excited about most of the trends this spring, um, with exception towards the denim maxi and the ballet core. Everything else, I think you can mix and match together pretty seamlessly um, and make it work. And I think there's ways to make all of these work during the day as well as at night. But I do think that specifically this uh, metallic is a little harder to do during the day than at night. The other one that I think might be a little bit harder during the day is the like boudoir detailing. Um, not that it can't be done because I've seen really cute bodysuits that are more corseted with that lace and really kind of like lingerie-esque vibe. And you can pair that down with like some relaxed denim and white Nike sneakers and that's such a chic look. So it's totally doable. Um, I'm just thinking in terms of like on a consistent basis, what is easy to put together day to night versus what is a little bit more challenging and what is a little bit more specific that makes it harder to wear again and again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I could see, even though it's like trendy and you'll see more of it, it does still feel like kind of like the sequence, like a statement piece. Yeah. And so I don't know. I feel like it does still feels more like specialty to me. I will say in terms of overall what is trending for spring, if you want to see an example that has been done really well, I think of these trends is Zuhair Murad, their spring summer collection for 2023, um, which I should have pulled up for you, Emily. No, I'm literally Googling it now because I haven't seen it. It literally, they did such a good job combining the trends and I just love them. Like every time I see somebody wearing their stuff, I'm just like, this is tailored so well. It's executed exceptionally. It's different. It's unique, but it's not like so unique that like a regular person on the street couldn't wear. Like, I just think that they really execute when it comes to their fabrication. And I think they really nailed it with their stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, and in upcoming awards, I wouldn't be surprised if we see somebody in this, especially Becky G. She tends to wear Zuhair Murad a lot. Um, so I would keep an eye out for that at some point. But no, I'm on their site right now. And I totally agree. Even like the black lace, like detailing is so good. It's just great. I think they did a really good job. Mm -hmm. So there's your spring 2023 trends. Um, as always, wear whatever the heck you want to wear. It should make you feel good. If you love all of these, wear all of them and own it and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, 
I look amazing in these. And if you hate them all, then don't wear them and be like, damn, I look good in whatever the heck you're wearing. You know, that's what's the most important part about all of this. So for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people will be excited because it does so feel too. it does feel very fresh. And yes. so I am excited about that. Like it does feel different like I feel like we've been kind of in the same slump for a little bit that this does feel yes. refreshing which we love yeah. for spring we love This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.